0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts feeling in the feet, and joy in the jumper. It's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Oh. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack 'em them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, HG Nilsson, Hook another lucky trout, HG. Yes,
1: I GF Mike Cedric, has been sunk, A-O, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the nuclear brawn, the Nordic vigour and the boot up the date of the Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. This is HG Nelson getting the dig, ah, for another set of seven underway. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A week, incidentally, of hardcore taunting. They tried right after last week's taunting expose. Everybody's taunting and walking around on eggshells. I don't like the eggshells, caper, but I put up with it. A couple of conversations started to get us rolling. Last night uh, at Seneco Stadium, the Rugby League lifted the, lifted the shirt and dropped the shorts and gave the States a peak of round zero in 2023 when the Manly Sea Eagles packed down against the South Sydney Rabbits without padding or helmets. Now, the Rabbits v. the Sea Eagles, that's what we're sending next year to start the rugby league season. Could be the best season ever by some accounts. But uh, they got a great taste of it last night. Seagulls Eagles 22, Rabbits 40. A player set off A wonderful piece of work there to cause the player, I think it might be Lawton, to be sent off. Lifted a Look, a lot of people said it was just a momentum thing. I'm inclined to agree with Phil Gould and uh, Joey Johns that it was just a momentum thing, that he went in sort of in the middle of the opposition and picked them up and hurled them into the ground. And I thought, bloody hell, America, they're going to love this. No padding, no helmets, just head on turf and shoulder into, well, post. It was incredible spectacle. Uh, sadly, they were brave. They were brave. The Sea Eagles, very, very brave, uh, brave beyond, brave for rugby league. Anyway, and uh, just couldn't go with the uh, rabbits at the end. They were in front apparently uh, just after half time, but then the uh, floodgates open. Floodgates open, and in came the rabbits. Now, having said all, said all that in context, all the big stars were there. The pound specialist, Jai Arrow, and the bruised brother, Tom Burgess, they were in action. I think uh, Burgess got a try, in fact, about midway through, about the forty-six minute Burgess went over. Great in action there. And uh, for the hutch, the former bulldog eel and warrior, Kieran Foran. And people had travelled to see Kieran Foran go round. He got a try early on for them. And uh, then the meat and motion man, Marty Tapau. He was incredible, Marty Tapao. Uh, just went all night. And remember, of course, he only eats meat. He's that sort of bloke. He's that sort of league. Uh, They were in action for the team from Pines Park or Four Pines Park, a.k.a. Lotto Land, a.k.a. Fortress Brookie. And stateside, they're licking their lips, imagining that carnival of rugby league coming to, well, a venue near anybody in America. Incidentally, the song and dance man, Hugh Jackman, says the Americans will love the league, especially those who have never seen it. He says ignorance will be bliss here. Uh, They'll be stunned by a game, 80 minutes with, Wait for it. His turn, mine, without helmets or shoulder pads. He's right up behind the venture. Imagine the exposure, though, that uh, sponsors of rugby league teams in Australia will get when these sides turn up in America and any rugby league side. And and by association, if you're sponsoring a rugby league team, you'll be (laughs) licking the lips at anticipating Seeing the rabbits and the seagulls go around in, uh, let's say, late March next year or mid March next year. And uh, firms I'm suggesting will get associated with tra- the Trans Pacific Wheeze include Australian household names like Steggles. Imagine the stories. Steggles, what is it? It's a chicken manufacturer. And try and explain that to Americans. No helmets, no shoulder plaids, and what? Steggles. Uh, of course, Canberra Milk. They'll be all. Well, yeah, they'll be able to order that online, no doubt, and get a crate of Canberra milk coming at them. oh milk, the Penrith Panthers' uh, major sponsor, Torbman's, of course, great Australian firm, Torbman's. Imagine them, uh, you know, getting the colour card through the mail and then ordering a lot. Uh, and of course, they'll be uh, playing. Uh, well, they, once they tune into the league during the season, they'll be dialing up. Palmer Bet, Points Bet and Bet365 Stadiums and it'll all go to the Neds level. So it's going to be a win, 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 win. It's Super League all over again. Remember uh, that um, Great Wheeze, I think, was put together by one half of the Rugby League. This is about two decades ago, uh, which was going to popularise the game in China. And look how it's taken off in China. Wherever I go in China these days, obviously I can't go because we're at war with them at the moment. But up until about six months ago, six weeks ago, should I say, I was there every other weekend and people were talking rugby league, Melbourne Storm, how they're going, Broncos, etc. cetera. Uh, <clears throat> now... This whole wheeze is about one has one thing apart from rugby league. It's about normalizing the all-age punt on Australian sport right across America. So many citizens in the land of the free are completely clueless about rugby league options. Your same-day multi, you pick the score, you pick the margins, and how often the green underpants will appear in 80 minutes of thump and dump. Now, and wait until the fans, having got through that, the game, the sponsors who they've never heard of but are going to love. Then we get to the off-field stars. Imagine what the people of Utah will do when they get to grips with the thoughts of Gus Gould. Uh, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work, but I've just got the feeling it's going to, as they say in rugby league, go through the roof. Gus is going to thrill them. The romance of Gould is yet to be unleashed on America. Then we've got Hook Griffin, Freddie, Joey and Ricky, a.k.a. Sticky, a.k.a. The Angry Ant, a.k.a. The Game's Greatest Thinker, a.k.a. Carla Smearson. They'll be blown away! And I'll tell you this for nothing, they'll love our taunting. Further to that, and I see this as the real strawberry on top of the cream on the top of the three-layer sponge cake, is what I'm describing as the language of league. Not many people have probed the language of league, but I have. It can be heard loud and clear at eight venues every weekend across Australia, across Australia in the home away. Sure, it can be limited. I mean, repetition, some might say. A lot of words starting with F in a crisis moment. But our on-field blue gear is the best in the world. Fact. I back our blue against any other competition in the world. As always, uh, the Anzac Day last weekend, the Anzac Day round was a round of blowouts. Cows 30, tights 4, eels 39, knights 2, pants 36, sticky 6. And the big one, Storm 70, Warriors 10. Those were the scores. And not one comment about how lopsided the competition is. I mean, the media need to have a good look at themselves. Now... Twenty-two, twenty-two Storm Spine, that's the current Storm Spine of Papa Hazen, Munster, Hughes and Grant, with the cheese as dry powder, is now being talked about as the best ever and way better than that overrated confection of Slater, Inglis, Cronk and Smith. That gives you something to think about. Speaking of stick and the Raiders, that's the Canberra Milk Raiders, the boys wanted to go on with the post-Hooters, so they did. They were pissed off with the crowd taunting them at Blue Bet Stadium with their version of the Viking, Viking clap, a local G-up. Now, this week, disturbing news uh, concerning the big dance. Last week, the dance lobbed it... Or last year, should I say. Not last week, but last year, the big dance lobbed in Brisbane and the Maroons loved it. So much, though, they want to have it again. It now appears the Valendas, the man of feathers, will flog the wheeze off to the highest bidder as tipped on this show years ago. The dance could bob up anywhere. Lithgow, Mudgee, Nurepa or Gladstone. If you have the money and a place to play it, the shebang is yours. Boxing and the big ones keep on coming, none bigger than Tyson Fury v. Dylan White for the heavyweight crown in front of, wait for it, 94,000 fans at Wembley. Uh, thanks, BT, for that crowd number. Uh, the ref uh, called it off when Fury leading in every round, with Fury leading in every round, but the champ had the power left in his lungs to grab the mic and, wait for it, lead the crowd in a spirited rendition of that great boxing classic, American Pie. You know, drove a Chevy to the levee, but the levy was dry. Good old boys were drinking risky and rye. Lord, how do I know that? Anyway, be that as a May, American Pie, what a refreshing selection after years of the annoying drivel of Sweet Caroline, Good Time Never Felt So Good, and Country Roads Take Me Home. I mean, they're songs that are k- traditionally associated with sport, but American Pie, that was fresh, something new, and something from the champ. Uh, <clears throat> there is ringside uh, chat, incidentally, that we may have seen the last of the Fury, or the King, should I say, as in Mr Fury, but I understand people are talking... Fury v Gal. That's the one I think Australian fight fans want to see. The donkey circuit joined to the main game. I mean, I've been... licking <laughs> the lips. Uh, and that could be the next outing for the champ. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia, and who isn't in this election period? It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, and if you get a go, and if you had a go, go and get something else. Go and get in the queue for another go. Ah, uh, all Australians are doing it, why don't you? Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. That's right, league lovers, get a grip. Because the voice of hope is only heard on Bludging on the Blind Side. The voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking <laughs> what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, cyber dude!
2: Yes, thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and uh, happy rugby league to you. Mm-hmm. Happy rugby league to your family, <laughs> and happy rugby league, Australia. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. It's a very special, sad day, really, with. Uh, this tremendous dinner that's going to take place uh, in Sydney this evening with uh, Australian Olympic hero John Coates to step sideways as the chief of the AOC. Mm. Uh, it's an enormous dinner tonight, and I'm suggesting, and I know Sports Minister Colbeck will be there, I just hope he's going to present him with what I would be calling the Coates Medal of Glory. Um <laughs> You're coming, you, Roy? Yes, for yeah. service to uh, above and beyond in being the loudest, the loudest voice I think in Olympic matters for over 30 years. I oh, know he's kept the Olympic movement together, and it was a fractured, busted organisation when he took over all those years ago, and he's uh, he's really I think been the lifeline that's got together the various Olympic crit- committees from all over the world and dragged them kicking and screaming in the same way he's dragged Prime Minister after Prime Minister after Prime Minister here in Australia, kicking and screaming over the line to get a result. I know. It has been mm. extraordinary what this bloke has done. Mm. And you, you, st- you look at him and you think, well, how could he do anything? He, you know, he doesn't look terribly imposing in any way. He's not. Right. But he just gets on with it in his own quiet, determined way. Are you speaking, Roy? I'm speaking. Tonight? Of course I'm yeah. speaking.
1: No, I meant tonight.
2: I'm speaking now and I'm speaking tonight. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be speaking now until tonight about the, the, the extraordinary achievement of this truly great Australian. A word outstanding. Pastor. Outstanding Australian. Mm-hmm. The middle of glory. Is that what you're calling a speech? Only to be given out once. Mm-hmm. And, and and perhaps it could be presented by, I don't know, Kieran Perkins is going to be there, Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill, she'll be there. Lord Gosper will be. It Lord Gosper. It going. would be fitting if Lord Gosper handed the, uh, mm-hmm. the Medal Although of Glory. I think the president of the IOC is here. That's right, as I
1: understand Yes,
2: it. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So it might be fitting to him to, to dole it out. And I hope they're going to wear those sort of mayoral gold chains yes. that. Uh, that uh, uh, John Coates was presented with, uh, I think, at the uh, Olympics. 2000 Olympics. We were there, the closing ceremony, and he, I think, won Antonio, his excellency won Antonio Samaranch presented him with this guy, which really put it over his neck and it sort of weighed him down. I, I did, know, it, it did. It weighs so much. I know. I don't know what it would be worth if have melted it down, but it would be mm-hmm. worth an absolute bloody fortune. Dick Pound coming? Dick, I don't know if Dick's, I think Dick's a bit busy at the moment. I think so. Anyway, that's going to be a, a, a tremendous night and I would suggest if any, um, you know, decent, hard-working, quiet Australians are concerned, interested... L- at a loose end? Yes. Turn up to the Australian Olympic Committee headler Quarters tonight and form a guard of honour. Yeah, and sing Go form a You gu- Good Thing. Go You Good Thing, yes. Form a guard of honour mm-hmm. for John Coates as he arrives.
1: That's a lovely idea, Roy.
2: It would be, I know, I know the weather's a little inclement, well, but, but I've been in touch with the Bureau of Meteorology, and they assure me it's going to clear up this afternoon, just in time for the parade of John Coates down George Street, which shall be lined with people. <laughs> now, Australia's snooker freak, Neil Robertson. You know the name Neil Robertson has escaped me all these years? As a, and a snooker freak. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I've now. I, I mean, I've known him for a fair while, but I didn't know he played snooker. Anyway, he gets a maximum 147 break at the World Snooker Championships, where he went down. Sadly, I know.
1: Weird, is not it? Yeah,
2: weird. But he seemed in incredible form, and what a great ambassador he is for Australian snooker.
1: And how long have we been waiting for that? To oh, happen? a
2: hell of a long time. Yeah, a hell of a long time.
1: Yeah, Eddie Charlton comes Eddie to mind. Eddie Charlton.
2: Yeah, God, wasn't he an ambassador? Walter Lindrum. Well, he was the maestro. Yeah. They had to change, change the, the rules because of him. He was so good. Yeah. But uh, Eddie Charlton was uh, just a great man. Yeah. We spent many a quiet night around the Green Bays uh, with Eddie. You... He didn't say much. No. He didn't say much at all. He Cheerful. just uh, He just let his cue do the talking. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, you You once know, suggested a two-cue competition. I did. I did. He just smiled to himself ah, and, that's... you know, put one away. <laughs> In the top pocket That was always his favourite Always his favourite The top top right pocket Don't know why He just uh, He said it felt good Going in there <laughs> They are a, An unusual Bunch of people They're a breed apart well, They're a breeder apart yeah, Big Bill Wubenick Remember him yeah, the Had guy. to play With beer all the time Had to be half drunk Twelve pints Twelve a game. pints of you know, mm, Extraordinary fine. Yeah. One can only imagine how he might have played had he been sober. <laughs> I think he might have been Canadian. That's right. Big Bill. And yeah, Steve, Ridden. Steve Ridden. Steve Ridden, yes. And those Whispering Ted Yeah, Lowe. the Ruffles, the Ruffles. Yeah, that Yeah, wh- Whistling Ted Lowe, yes. The weird Great dinner,
1: characters. Weird dinner suits they wore.
2: Yes, yes. What's become of Stu? I mean, Snooker, I mean, the ABC used to, used to Pot promote Black. Pot Black. Mm. I mean, Australian, the ABC... Pioneered it. Pioneered Stuka in Australia. (laughs) Anyway. Ricciardo has a disastrous Italian GP. He came last. Now his teammate Norris in the same car, remember? Same Uh car, the McLaren. He came third. So the the car's got speed. It's just he's not game to press the accelerator. You know they're talking about It's the right foot! It's the right foot, fella! Just push the bloody thing down and steer. There's not much else to it. Right foot, hard down, steer. Someone's got to read him. Someone. I mean, you often forget these things. You know, you get worried about looking gear at change. tachometers and gear changes yeah. and communications and all. That. You forget. There's only two things involved: steering, right foot. Uh, now, footage emerges of the extent of Novak Djokovic's meltdown at the Serbian Open. I had a look at this, and I was uh. horrified. He hurled his racket right across the uh, right across the court, narrowly missing a ball boy's head. I mean, had it connected, the kitty might have been killed. And do you know who I blame for that? Nick Kyrgios. Well, Remember, could, uh, Nick, yes. Nick Kyrgios set the tone with yeah. racket throwing. Yes,
1: and all of a sudden, everybody's, everybody's doing, doing it. it.
2: I know. It only takes one idiot, doesn't it, in tennis? Only takes one idiot. And uh, Djokovic has put his hand up as an absolute idiot here. Did he apologise to the kitty? No. Uh, And the kitty, who uh, obviously was troubled by this, all he did was walk over and pick up the racket and give it back to uh, Djokovic. Djokovic didn't apologise at all. He he apologised after the match, once he'd seen the footage and realised what an idiot he was. God almighty, these blokes. Now, Phil Mickelson expresses interest in joining the Sharks' breakaway sortie tournament. Now, he's joining what's, what appears to be now quite a substantial list of names. A cohort? A cohort for the Sharks' tournament. Uh, he joins uh, those confirmed, Robert Garrios, Dick Hensby, Fuzzy Zeller, Jodie Mudd, whom I haven't seen in a hell of a long time. Terrific bloke. Payne Stewart and Peter Senior's coming out of retirement. Peter Senior. Peter Senior, yes. The broomstick. The broomstick putterman, yes. Mm. Although I don't know if that's legal anymore. Uh, we had a terrific night with oh, Peter terrific. Senior many yeah. years ago. Talking didn't golf. we? Talking golf. Talking golf. Great. great. We did. Very funny. Very funny bloke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know he retired uh, mid tournament a few years back, but it's good to see that the lure of the shark and the lure of the Luca. And there's a quite a bit of money involved here, HG, several tens of millions mm-hmm. for this uh, inaugural uh, Shark uh, hit-off. Anyway, we wish them all the best. And you and no talk- word about Adam Scott yet. Yeah, but a- Adam Scott, in his diary, if you haven't looked at his diary online, which you can, hes uh, he's got that week free. Yeah. But Adam these days is his own man. It's not as if Shark can just phone him up and say, hey, you're playing, kid. He's not like that anymore. You know, he's grown up a bit. You know, he's got a family now. Got he's a, got a couple of majors in his pocket. He drives. He drives. He, he's got his own plane. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to count out a sharky anymore like he did in the old days. He doesn't. He can stand up to the shark. And I, I, would, I would urge him, stand up to the shark. Now, Dave Warner is in electric form at the IPL. Virat Colley, on the other hand, is in the worst form of his career. Two golden ducks. Two golden ducks. Yeah, things on his mind. Oh, he's thinking about something else, that he bloke, is. isn't he? Mm. I don't know where his head is, mm. but it's not in the cricket. Now, ben, speaking of cricket, Ben Stokes is the new captain of England. Don't know how I feel about this, but uh, certainly he gets up the nose of a lot of people, and if you want that in a captain, he's got it, in spades. Ah. In spades. And rumours that have reached me is that Simon Cattich is said to have been approached as coach. Well, we assumed it was going to be uh Justin Langer, and it still might be Langer, so it might be between Langer and Kaditch, uh, and they're both being interviewed as my understanding. Uh, right. Kadditch is over there at the moment being interviewed as we speak mm-hmm. uh so a very interesting development there now, selector George Bailey, still on cricket, backs Aaron Finch to lead our one day team and our twenty twenty team in the Sri Lankan Tour. Interestingly, Glenn Maxwell, that is Maxie, and uh, Marcus Harris have been overlooked. I mean, what's Maxie got to do? I know. What What, what, what have they got against this bloke? You know, any dealings you and I have had with Maxie, very generous with his thoughts. I know. know. You know, very much a team man. Yeah. You know, doesn't put himself first, doesn't big note himself. That's not Maxie's go. You know? Sure, he calls himself the big show. But he He said that that was years ago when I was the big show and I'm sorry I call myself a big show because I'm not as big now as I was then. Uh, So, okay, so I'm not the big show anymore. Would you like to be the big show, Maxie? Oh, yeah! I'd like to see him back. I like him as the big show. How are you, big show? Not too bad. Uh, Now, the Australian Men's and Women's Golf Open...
1: This is good news.
2: ...to be held together. I know. Held together. This is something... Out of the
1: box I mean they need A revolution in Whoa. golf And they're getting
2: it Now I think This is James Sutherland's idea Now wasn't he head of cricket We had, a bit, to, we had a bit to do With we James did. Sutherland
1: We went to the cricket We with went him. to the
2: cricket With him Yeah And he didn't mention Anything about golf at all I had no, no idea He was interested in golf But
1: it- <laughs> No idea at all But is he saying That the men and women Will play at the same time
2: Yes Yes. Now, it's it's quite complicated, actually, as I can tell. There are going to be two courses. That's the Victorian Golf Club, that course, which is a sandy course, and uh, the Kingston Heath, which is not far away, again, a sandy course. Mm -hmm. Now, my understanding is the, the men will blast off on Kingston Heath and the women will blast off on the Victorian Golf Club on the same day at the same time, and then the second round they reverse so that the men are on Kingston Heath and the women on the Victorian. If you see what I, get I mean, it. yeah. And so you alternate that way, which could be for fans absolutely fascinating, <laughs> absolutely fascinating, yeah. and and so interesting is it to 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 many that even Carrie Webb, the funnel web, she's come out of retirement to play this event. It is astonishing wow. what's happening in golf. This Sutherland bloke, I mean. Outstanding. Outstanding Australian. I, I can see him in years down the track reading, getting the John Coates Medal of Glory. The Medal of Glory. James Sutherland. Come forward. Um, now, Rugby League. Oh, hang on. Um, I think, sorry, it's a $3.5 million prize for both the men and the women's tournament with the Australian Open. But there is a suggestion this is going to be topped up by the Victorian government. What? Yes. To shark? To shark proportions, yes. Now, whispers receiving that I've... Now, I've had no direct communication with Daniel Andrews. I can't say I have, I haven't. But I
1: saw you talking to so Sam I saw, Newman.
2: Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. And Sam, who loves his golf... He does. ...but doesn't like Daniel Andrews all that much no. because of the COVID lockdowns with yeah. golf. You know, the, yeah, that caused yeah. a lot of bitterness. And yeah. I think Sam might have uh, protested as outside parliament... He did. ...with two others. Dragged the bag in. He dragged the bag in. He did, he did. It It, it was a scandal. Mm. Um, anyway, my understanding is that the uh, Victorian government are going to put in an extra fifteen million each, so that'll be thirty million. So that'll be thirty-three point five million each, roughly, if I've done something sums right, which I don't think I have. So eighteen point five million each mm-hmm. for the for the, which is a substantial amount of money. And is it winner take all? Winner take all. Thank you. Uh, now rugby league. Now HG has alluded to this. Alluded. That uh, Penrith fans have taunted the Raiders. I don't like this. Where is this, where is this going? Uh, I mean, this this can end up in. Well, you've seen malaise take place on the ground when players taunt each other, mm-hmm. when fans start taunting each other, it can very quickly get out of control, it can. and it can end up in what we would call tribal war. <laughs> now, tribal war is what Peter Land is, is prosecuting. I this know. is what he wants. He's very keen He's on He's very it. keen on tribal war. Mm, loves it. And this is where he and uh, Premier Perrottet, I think, are not quite seeing eye to eye in this matter. But anyway, we might drill down on this a little we bit later will, on. Roy. We probably will. Now, as HG has alluded to as well, the Storm sent a very clear message. Ten tries in the second half. Whoa. I don't remember the last time that happened. I really don't. I've been mean, going through my records. I can't find any. And is 70 a record score just for the oh, I storm? I don't think so. No, I don't just think for so. the storm. Oh, just for the storm. They might I think have done so. it once before, but maybe, 70 points. Mate, 70 points is quite quite outstanding. And of course, the Tigers' miracle, it continues. What a week.
0: Make of that what you will. Could rugby league change the world? Those who believe in rugby league believe so. This is bludging on the blind side.
1: Yes, welcome back to The Bludge. And uh, now, the big one of the big stories this week, and this shocked me, was that I didn't realise it was a movable feast, to be quite honest, the big dance.
2: No, I thought uh, the big I, dance was... Uh, bolted down. Yeah, bolted home down. Bush, yeah, home the, bush. Till 2040. Yep, yep. Till, what, net zero. Well, that was the deal struck with the then Berejiklian government, I thought.
1: Now, uh, this week, <clears throat> Valendas. The Rugby League Chairman sought urgent meeting with New South Wales Premier Dom Perrottet. Now, I've got to be honest here. I don't know whether this meeting happened. It did happen. It did happen. And mm. what the result was, I've got no idea. Now, I keep my eyes across these things. Well, both and I'm left the meeting. Clearless.
2: Well, both left the meeting, ashen-faced and thin-lipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, verlandis said uh, that uh, a deal, the deal he'd made with the Berejiklian government, wasn't being honoured. And Perrottet said under no circumstances will the Rugby League Grand Final be out of New South Wales. Wow. So there you have a very... Difficult. Difficult impasse. So? I don't know how Perrottet could stop the buses with the teams going up the Pacific Highway. I don't know. I don't know whether he's prepared to bring out the police... Roadblocks. Roadblocks. Yeah,
1: the police know how to do it because they'd be familiar with keeping New South they Wales would. people out of Queensland. But
2: how you force people into the uh, Stadium Australia to watch the match, I don't know if you can do that or not. I don't know. And well, um, th- what happens to all those people who bought tickets to see the game in Queensland, in Brisbane? Okay, well. At Lang Park it appears the Queensland
1: government precipitated this by launching a multi-million dollar bid to steal, according to the, yes. well, paper, uh, the grand final away from Sydney as early as this year. Yes. Sources with knowledge of negotiations between the NRL and the respective state governments told the Nine newspaper that Queensland wanted to strike a deal mm. to host multiple grand finals in Brisbane over the next decade mm. and were willing to spend more than $10 million a year in order to take the showpiece.
2: Whoa. Now... Well, that's serious money, isn't it? It is. It is. Almost on a par with golf. With golf, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The NRL previously struck a deal with the New South Wales government. This is, as as you mentioned, with the Barra Barra government, Mm. to keep the grand final in Sydney at least until 2042. That's right. But that agreement no longer stands after the government failed to deliver on its promise to turn Stadium Australia into a permanent rectangular facility. Yes. Now.
2: Well, I think it's a little more complicated than that, HG. I I think when uh, the... the then Berejiklian government decided that they weren't going to invest all that money in Stadium Australia. They saw it as throwing good money after bad and it was a much better idea to knock down the old Sydney football stadium and put up a stadium that no one's ever going to use. That seemed to be the better idea at the time. But my understanding was then that the deal with Volandis was that, okay, if you're not going to use this money to develop uh, Stadium Australia, then we want that money to develop the various... Uh, s- suburban grounds Yes Like Hart like Oval Cogra Cogra et Etc, etc yeah. Now, that none of that money was used for that And that's what it, Volandis is digging his heels in about Does he see that as money lost to rugby league? That's <laughs> money lost to rugby league, no. yes Or no. lost from rugby league Drawn I away understand. from rugby yes. league no, I into, I into roads and stuff like that Oh, into roads. Roads or health or whatever, the, education, whatever bloody state governments get up to with their money. Now. You know, building bloody centres of uh, bloody, bloody uh, musical excellence in Wagga. Yeah, no. Or I shooting ranges in Wagga. Right? Yeah, the, no. the Maguire Centre. Why isn't it played there? Mm. They've got everything there.
1: Now, coming back to the problem of what we do next, you are uh, firmly of the opinion that most people in Sydney and Queensland would love to have a... Fifty thousand seat stadium within a hundred metres of their house.
2: Yes, they would. Most most quiet Australians. That's that's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I, I, you know, I, I I'm a little old fashioned in my view of it, HG. I have felt that the grand final should always be played at Birchgrove Oval in Birchgrove, which was the home of rugby league. That's the birthplace of rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't have to change any of the facilities. You'd watch the game as it was watched in 1908. And people would love that. There's plenty of room for people. You just stand around. You could fit easily maybe seven or 8,000 people there mm-hmm. in perfect comfort. Great sight lines for television. Sightlines. Oh, yes, you could you put up some, some scaffolding. You would knock down a few trees. You'd, no, well, you'd put some scaffolding up and you'd be able to cover it pretty well, but I think that is the natural home for it. Now, I haven't discussed it with So I haven't. No. I haven't. All I've done is discussed it
0: quietly with you. <laughs> <laughs> What sport has done more to promote the decent, genuine, hard-working Aussie spirit more than any other comparable code in recorded history? Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, Volanders has told uh, fellow commissioners that he's confident a deal can be done with the New South Wales Government, but the frustration is growing amongst some directors. One of the options has been uh, that has been discussed mm-hmm. is a potential introduction of a Super Bowl-style bidding war for the grand final each year, pitting major cities like Brisbane, Melbourne, uh, New Ripper, Watford, Oval, uh, Adelaide, Auckland against each other for the right to host the Rugby League Showcase. Yes. NRL's preference is to keep the grand final in Sydney but won't budge, this is your point, mm-hmm. on its demand to have funds reallocated for the refurbishment of suburban grounds. Yes. I just ha- ask a question on the run is mm. how much is going to be soaked up by this refurbishment of suburban grounds? Because they're not mm. cheap. No. I mean, the one you alluded to, the Sydney Football Stadium, mm. I think we're up around 800 million for that.
2: Yes. Anyway. Yeah, but that's building a whole new venue. Venue, basically. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, in 2018.
2: I, I mean, I've looked at Birchgrove Oval and I reckon, you know, for 60 million, you could really <laughs> do something. Do something, yeah. Yeah, but you you wouldn't want to uh,
1: ruin the vibe yeah, of the original thing. Yeah. That's the architect. That's where you well, need. Well, well that's where
2: you leave it to your architect. Yeah. yeah. What what you want is You're certain brief. modern facilities and perhaps a, a, a centre of excellence incorporated into
1: it. And a cafe.
2: And a cafe. And, and a couple
1: of pop up room for and pop-up a nice crush.
2: restaurant. And you know, so so the the venue the venue can be used for other things. Yeah. You know, for balls. Or if Michael
1: Bublé <laughs>
2: yes, was back.
1: Yes, that's or, right. Special events. Or dare I say it.
2: Yes. Andre Rieu. Or Andre Rieu. Yes. yes. you then you'd have a bidding war between say who wants Rieu? Like Art Abel's put in a bid. Have they? You know, Manly up there, yeah. Brookvale, they've put yeah. in a bid. Mm-hmm. You know, Cronulla the sharks, what mm-hmm. a bid. Mm-hmm. Win win win. Now, in twenty eighteen, the
1: New South Wales government announced a one point five billion investment in Sydney's major stadium network. Right. Network. A network, right. Like that. And tied a pledge to a pledge to keep the grand final uh, to Sydney for the next 25 years. But, of course, times change. Yes. The first part was the construction of the new 30,000-venue Commie Bank Stadium at Parramatta. Yes. That's been delivered. Well, that's been
2: delivered, and that is marvellous. It is incredible, isn't it? It is. That whole, it's revitalised Parramatta. I I know. I I know. Everyone in Parramatta loves it. Mm Mm-hmm. They've won a swimming
1: pool. That's the only downside. Yeah, I know. They lost lost a pool, but that's all right. They've got a great
2: stadium.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, the second part was to knock down and rebuild the Sydney Football Stadium, which is obviously due to be completed later this year. Yes. Now, the remaining funds were meant to go towards major refurbishment of Stadium Australia, known as Acor Stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2020, the New South Wales government scrapped those plans and redirected all towards uh, job creating infrastructure projects in a bid to boost local economy following the impact of the pandemic.
2: Oh, okay, well, now, that's what they say. But but you know the, the pandemic the pandemic could easily have been uh, it's, it's an a job for creation for 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 you know p- tradies who want to get involved in stadium construction. Correct. The
1: NRL has been in negotiation with the government for the past 12 months about the terms of the, uh, the original right. deal. New South Wales government have already committed to knock down and rebuild Bluebet. That's the stadium in Penrith, but it's yet to be determined where the remaining pledged funds will be directed. Right. It, if a deal is done, it is expected Cronulla Sharks will get a major financial boost for Points Bet Stadium at Woolaware and the Manly Seagulls will benefit from improvements at Four Pines Park in Brookvale.
2: Right, well, that's all good.
1: What about Graham Park? Has anything ta- happened to Well, nobody's about talking Park? about Cogra. Or how about Wynn Stadium? Wynn Stadium? Have they got a centre of excellence yet? No. And they're a joint venture.
2: So you can go down there and see rugby league. But wait I tell you you the other thing that needs addressing HG is the time it takes to get from one stadium to another or one ground to another. I'd like to see more road infrastructure so you can get... Linking the stadium. So you can get from Parramatta Mm. to Manly to Brookvale much... You know, I'd like ideally a 15-minute trip between any of the, region, the suburban stadiums in Sydney. What you're
1: talking yeah. about is New Zealand Warriors v. Canberra. You'd like to see that?
2: Yes. Then get on the uh,
1: quick road out to Acor Stadium. quick to road, thank you. The C- C- rugby league Cat-B- quick road. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you're calling it? It's a specific, dedicated, dedicated lane for rugby league fans. fans. Yeah, that's right. Canterbury, uh, Ro- Canterbury Bulldogs v. Roosters at 5.30. And then, oh. well, it's a bit hard to get to TO Stadium by uh, 5 past 7, but it could be done. Yes. If we had the wheel, if, we had the, if imagination. we had the wheel, What about a very fast train? Exactly. A very fast very train. Very fast train leaking to the ground. Are you thinking Maglev? Um, what? Yes, Maglev. Tell me more. Well, they have that in France.
2: Do they? Yeah. <laughs> yes, is it underground? It could be underground. Good, good. I'm liking I'll, this. Yeah.
1: So you so you've got the Japanese bullet trains. They've yeah, got I new love versions them. of that. And yeah. all those Chinese trains. You've been. I've, on been some on some a,
2: I've been on a Chinese bullet train. It
1: was fantastic. I know. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I don't hear anything from either party in this election about, well, all I hear is Barnaby Joyce rattling on about a train to Gladstone. Not sure why, but that's what he wants.
2: Well, there might be rugby league played there. for Rugby league in Gladstone. Is it a rugby league train to get fans in rural Queensland? Into, into Townsville very quickly to watch their rugby league so they can get home quickly as well. Fifteen minutes between, I don't know, Longreach and the venue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, look, i tell you what, this for nothing. <laughs> what would be great is to see, say, Lang Park, mm. Friday night, then on the train up to Gladstone, yes. then on the train up to Townsville, get three great three games. Three great games. And, and it's only
2: 15 minutes between. Exactly. Oh, that's there you're
1: talking. Let's face it, if your match starts at seven, you're probably out of the stadium by quarter to nine. Quarter to
2: nine. Home by... Five past past nine. That would be perfect. I tell you what, HG, the thing is, Vlandis has a plan.
0: (laughs) Football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Yes, now, look, this, 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 this obviously took off in all sorts of directions.
1: I think Stuart Ayres, the Minister of Sport in New South Wales, said if uh, Valandis took the Rugby League to Queensland, he might as well move there.
2: Oh, right. You know. uh, to which Volandis said, I think, well, if I want to see anything good, I will. <laughs> now, what worries me here is... See, the, there are no big events in New South Wales anymore. That's
1: what he's saying. He says, um, he says the... Destination New South Wales, which are meant to look after these things, yes. wouldn't know if one bit it on the
2: arse. No. Well,
1: has anyone heard anything from Destination
2: New South Wales lately? I haven't. Now,
1: the Who, is, who's
2: there? How many people make up Destination New South Wales? The whole department? I assume so. I assume so. I should know this, but I don't. But I don't. No, nobody does. You know, I mean, people I bump into in the streets. When I was on the bus the other day, I said, Have you ever heard of Destination Australia? No, they all looked at me blankly as if I was man. speaking in a foreign language. Okay, now we come to De- what what events they put on. I mean, yes. is Blues
1: Fest at Easter part of Destination New South Wales? I don't know. Is, um, I don't know, I, you know. I,
2: I don't know. I don't know what they do.
1: No. Neither do I. Neither I can't do. help. I, I can't help. Now, uh, Volandas says the NRL is uh, giving strong consideration to a Super Bowl-style rotational grand final venue which could inject an estimated, wait for it, $200 million in the sport in the next decade.
2: Could it really? That's
1: $20 million a year.
2: Yeah, well, that's chicken feed, really, isn't it? It is. Especially if America falls in love with it and Seattle put in a bid.
1: Well, they'll just clean up. They will. Uh, sources told the Nine newspaper mm-hmm. that the NRL would this week put forward a proposal to the New South Wales government that sticks with tradition of the grand final being played in Sydney but allows for flexibility of taking certain number of deciders on the road each decade.
2: Oh, okay, so yes. You've, you've got a so he's got idea. a bit of flexibility. Yeah, so, so, so this, if a, if a big this
1: year... Mm -hmm. maybe we do it again because they went to Queensland last year, so do it in New South Wales, destination New South Wales, come on down, as in Sydney. Yes. But then next year, might go to Adelaide. So he says, uh, nothing is uh, done deal, he said. We're keen to meet with the New South Wales government. Whatever the outcome is, I have to go back to the commission and the commission will always act in the best interest of the game. Now, I should open brackets here... There's only one commissioner on the commission that matters. Yes, that's right. His name starts with V. It does. The rest are just making up the numbers. We'll always keep an open mind like any good commercial practice requires for the betterment of the game, but we have to remember this is the National Rugby League for a reason. Hmm. One thing I know about the supporters is that they'll travel. Panthers, well, we've just established that. They just want uh, ability to do it. Panthers and Rabbits fans didn't get a chance to go to Brisbane last year. They would have, if they could have. Mm-hmm. That's for sure in certain Panthers and rabbits, yeah. They'll go anywhere for a game of Rugby
2: League. Oh, well, they would have been very happy to queue at the border for three days before they were allowed through. I think he's right there. I mean, Rugby League fans, they'll, they'll do anything to see Rugby League. <laughs> the reality is
1: Grand Final will still have a place in Sydney every once, say, every seven Every years. once in a while. In once in a while, yeah. Right. Uh, it won't go every year. The idea <laughs> of taking it on the road is something we're certainly considering. If we opened it up, mm-hmm. we'd have interest from every state, says Valandis. Right. Every state in America.
2: Yeah, well, they'll be putting in bids. Are they allowed to put in bids? Has Valandis said anything about that? I suppose it depends on how the South's Manly game goes next March. Exactly. Yeah. Now. Because we can say to them, you know, this is what you're going to get and it's going to be better because it'll be bigger. a grand, grand final. It'll be bigger. <laughs> Interested? Yes, you sure.
1: Yes, sure. No helmets. Yeah, Padding. <laughs> Now, Paratet said he already committed the funding to the suburban stadium, shooting down any suggestions the state would uh, lose the event. I understand Volandis, uh, the Volandis issues, that's good, but let's be fair, Dinkham, here, the grand final's not going to Queensland, no-one wants the grand final in Queensland. Oh, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. All of Queensland want you the grand final Of course they bloody well do. They don't care where it's played no. as long as it's in Queensland. Yes. I mean, I speak with certain knowledge of that.
2: Yes. I, I mean, th- destination Queensland, <laughs> they, they've been doing their job.
1: He uh, adding that Queensland is second-rate right to New South Oh, no. Who's saying that? That's Perrottet.
2: Oh, oh, well, you know, this sounds political to me. It does. Anyway, doesn't it? The, uh, if I can squeeze this in. the well, uh, Can't we sit Peritet and Palaszczuk down with Volanders and nut out an agreement here? Yeah, I mean, Get Destination Queensland and talk to Destination New South Wales? Knock heads
1: together? <laughs> I, I don't know why you have to do that. Can't they pick up the phone and talk to each other? Mm. Now, just wrapping it up, if I can, yes. in the next couple of minutes. Yes. Uh, the Nine Newspaper understand the NRL is considering a hybrid model which locks in grand finals, et etc., et cetera, et cetera. Mm. This opens the door for grand finals in Perth, Auckland, uh, Adelaide Oval, London's <laughs> Wembley Stadium.
2: Yes, I can see it there.
1: What people have to understand is that there are only two major national events in Australia with local content. That's the NRL and the AFL Grand Final. They add enormous value to a state's economy. These aren't handouts. It stimulates significant amounts of money for local economy. If Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Perth or even Auckland host it, then the New South Wales fans go there and spend a lot of money. So I suppose it's simple like that. That's true. They're very generous people,
2: rugby league supporters. Yes, they are. They'll buy
1: merchandise and pies, chips,
2: so even, the, the, the even if
1: the proceeds go, go right.
2: to the yeah I know I, I don't have to say you, that. Do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. I, I I agree with you, HG. But look, the good thing is we're talking about this mm. for so many years. You know, quiet Australians were on, treading on eggshells. We weren't able to talk about <laughs> what <laughs> venues the the, the, the grand final should be held at. You know, it, it was heresy to even raise the idea of the grand final being taken out of New South Wales. Do you think the 7.30 report will tackle it, or the 7.30 show will tackle it? Well, if Sarah Ferguson's got anything to do with it, I think that's the sort of thing she would like to open up. And For too long, the 7.30 report has been on eggshells egg when it comes to rugby league. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a decent rugby league story on the 7.30 report? Never. No, you'd have to go back to
1: Kevin Humphrey's... The but that was Four Corners! I know.
2: <laughs> that wasn't the 7.30 report! And you spread that from four corners, digging up dirt <laughs> on rugby right league. You know, checking out people's toilets, to see how dirty the toilet paper is. that's sort of stuff. <laughs> People have had enough. Now, communists.
1: Yeah, communists. Yeah, and I tell you, one person will get back to that, and that's the parrot, Alan Jones. Now that he's got his own platform, he'll be able to probe. What is he on the 17th for? No, he's on his own
0: show. His oh, own okay. network. Phew. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests Rugby League is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a Rugby League competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side.
1: Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. I hope you're bludging in fine style. If you want to get involved with the show, text number 467 920 That's 467 triple2. Or the old-fashioned way, Roy and Hg at abc.net.au. That's Roy and Hg at abc.net.au. And the following people have
2: Roy. Uh, yeah. <coughs> yes, HG. Just just on the text I've noticed um, uh, Gino from the ACT says, Don't worry about the Canberra milk selling in the US. The Raiders lime milk, yes, they still make it. Apparently, would be a massive seller over there. Imagine sticky on a US commercial, telling them, "We don't drink Foster's. Real Aussies, real Aussies drink Raiders lime." Now
1: you asked about that. You asked about that a couple of weeks ago. I did. I
2: think. Yes, I did. Whether you could still get Raiders lime, I've never tried it, but it's a great idea, isn't it? Lime milk. Hmm. I'm struggling with it myself. Yeah, That's I can see. I, I mean, acrylic
1: cotton milk, I love Yes. You know. Chocolate milk, Chocolate. Mal- malted milk. Yeah,
2: you know.
1: They're... Now they're the uh, I connect them more with the Penrith Panthers. Though. Yes. So you got a point of differentiation. Yes. Which is the lime milk side? I mean, this would be that stuff when the when Gould goes on. Uh, I don't know, mm. uh, like those late night shows talking oh, rugby yeah. league. They sure. say, "Have you tried the lime milk, Steve Colbert, Have you yeah. tried any of the lime milk?"
2: Sure. You know, and and be... maybe each team could have its own line of milk. You know, Manly would have strawberry milk, perhaps something like that. You know. <laughs> Bit hard for Penrith. I don't know what they'd come up with. No. Panther milk. Yeah. Lic- well, I don't know Licorice milk or something. Dunno. Uh, anyway, uh now, is there any way, says Stuart, is there any way Premier Peritet could hire John Coates uh, to lobby Peter Landis on a full-time basis?
1: Now that's a great It's not a bad idea, but, but
2: John Coates is not completely stepping aside. I think he's... um, On the committee for He's on the committee, yeah, yeah, for for the rest of his life, essentially. So he'll be helping out whoever the new AOC heavyweight is going to be. Ian Chesterman, I think, is the name that... Uh uh, Some people are suggesting. Some people are suggesting. Uh, Now, emails, HG. Barney McCluskey's been in touch. He wanted to know if the show's been pre-recorded. No, Barney, it might sound like that, Uh, but but it but It's not. M- mind to... you, a couple of weeks ago, due to COVID, there were a, there couple. Were a couple of programmes that were um, compilations yes. rather than pre-records. So that's what might have what g- made given him me the impression. Ask.
1: I, I, I of... don't know. No, he just, just, I can't no.
2: guess what's inside Barney's head. I can't. No, fair enough. But it's, uh, it was just an inquiry from him. Now, this comes from Liam in Brisbane. He says, uh, Happy Rugby League, gentlemen. That's good. Some further thoughts to your ideas of promoting the greatest game of all to America. How about an organised parade a la Macy's Day Parade or the St Patrick's Day Parade? This would be in New York raid, I guess. Right. We could have a Baz Luhrmann produce it. Yes, liking it already. It could feature all the mascots of the current NRL teams, <laughs> but it would also include mascots of the many of the now defunct clubs of rugby league. A man, imagine seeing an Adelaide Ram or a Western Red or Captain Charger from the Gold Coast. Oh. You could even take it further to promote rural and regional Australia. include some mascots from the Great League sites from the bush. like The Gundawindi Boars, the Charters Towers Miners, the Cloncurry Bulls, the Kilcoy Yowies.
1: What it, a great idea. It is a lovely idea. Led by
2: Reggie the Rabbit. Led by Reggie the Rabbit. Sure. Mm. Sure. But an excellent idea. Yeah, and... And I'm sure the people, the citizens of New York, they they would line the streets. They wouldn't worry about uh, you know the um, Avenue of the Americas or what have you being would. blocked up for a <laughs> half a day while the, the, parade, the parade blasts. And maybe it. Hugh Jackman could call it. Yes, he would. And well, or be on a on, a, on float a float with Rusty. Yeah. Whoa. Both on a float, dressed in their and do you think... Footy
1: gear. Could Rusty get 30-odd of grunt back on the yes, place? Yes, he could. And, and playing... N- Nicole Kidman could be there. Right. And play, and she could sing some of the rugby league classics. She could.
2: Like Glory, Glory on the Rabbit. Glory, on the Palmer Rabbit. Rabbit. Uh, Cameron from the Gold Coast here. Happy rugby league. I was listening to a podcast uh, where you both shot a great light on the issue that both political parties were falling well short on rugby league
1: policy. Mm-hmm. We're still thinking. He's still co- calling. It caused
2: Murray. me to take a deeper interest. Oh, although the, I think the launch, ALP launches tomorrow night. Yes. I assume it'll be pretty rugby league season. I would
1: be. It would be. I mean, he's a mad rabbits man. He is.
2: Elbow. I, I, yes. I just don't hope he doesn't skew his rugby league policy uh, too much towards the rabbits. No, it's got to be inclusive. It's got to be inclusive of all uh-huh. clubs.
1: And, and I think it's, he's doing it in Perth. Yes. And Western Reds should Western get a Reds, little, yeah. reviving that would be front and centre well, in his
2: policy. I, I have no doubt. Lord Ted Goodwin will be on the stage with him. Uh, caused me to take a deeper interest in an otherwise dull election campaign from Scamo and Albo. Oh, yes. Then last week there was the hullabaloo of Australia's foreign policy failure in the Solomon Islands concerning the deal done with China. Caused me to think a little bit more. I started to join the dots to a, to a solution. Given the Bludge's current role as a political rugby league disruptor in the media space, Oh, are we? I think so. Uh, I thought I would get your thoughts on the plan... Perhaps ALBA or SCOMO is listening and we'll run with it further. Uh, The plan is simple and based on the following facts. Rugby league is the greatest game of all. Well, there's no argument. (laughs) The South Pacific nations love rugby league. True. True, yeah. Rugby league is always looking to expand. True. Mm -hmm. The South Pacific nations do not have a rugby league uh, team. I assume they want one, though. And importantly, (coughs) China at present does not seem to love rugby league or have an A- NRL rugby league team.
1: Oh, no. So,
2: ScoMo Alba simply need to get on the phone, ring the Man of Feathers, have him arrange for uh, for new rugby league teams to be based in Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Fiji and Samoa, dubbed the Ring of League. <laughs> for the two two oh two three season... Uh, and by doing this, surely the love of Australia and rugby league is secured in the South Pacific for the next century, as will the sea lanes to the USA, a win-win for everybody. Wow. It's Just, not a bad idea. It, it, you could do a lot worse. Put it that way. You could do a lot worse. You My could. worry is Has Maurice Payne ever picked up the phone and spoken to the Prime Minister of, uh, of Solomon Islands about rugby league? I bet no, not. No. Or Valandis for that. Oh, right? no, or Valandis. Why would he? Yeah. It's not his job. But, uh, He's no. not a foreign minister. No. True.
1: Now... Can I suggest something slightly different? Mm-hmm. That there is a suggestion that a Pacifica team be established. Yes. Featuring players from all those parts of you mentioned. Yes. yes. All of a sudden yeah. China's involvement In the islands, just to our near north, looks much more connected with the idea of becoming part of the rugby league world than wanting to dominate in Australia in any other way. Sure, now sure, I I accept that they could be. Well, you run that risk. Yeah, that's right. If you weren't going
2: to open up the you know the ring of rugby league in the Pacific Islands, if it becomes the ring of rugby league, well, you can't exclude China. No, exactly. Now now, we've just got to make sure our teams are better, haven't we?
1: (laughs) That's true. What my worry
2: is that eventually, yes.
1: Uh, China will have a rugby league team playing the, in the that NRL. That is competitive. That is competitive, yes. playing in the NRL. Well, that's the risk and, you run. I know. And then all of a sudden Shanghai's bidding for the... For, for the rugby league grand final. Yeah, big dance. Well, that's the risk we run. That's why we call That's soft the world we're living in. I know. It's, it's globalisation. Yeah, I know. I know. Everything's changed. I know. I blame COVID.
2: Well, I, I blame lots of things, but, uh, you know... At least at least it's a level playing field and mm-hmm. we've got countries talking to each other mm-hmm. through the good offices of rugby league mm-hmm. rather than building these walls of yeah, secrecy. I, know. I and, know.
0: Yeah. You know
2: backroom yeah. deals yeah, and backroom deal. bribery mm. and all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And you've got to
1: factor in yeah. that thing that we broke last week yeah. from the nine newspaper again. Yes. That <clears throat> when you talk to a rugby league official yeah. you've got to realize they're lying.
2: Well, we did hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I take your point. Yeah.
1: They lie because their vested interests aren't being served. No, that's true. If if that is a meaningful phrase.
2: (laughs) Now, Ross Taylor's been in touch. He says, uh, in reference to the league's expansion, Happy Rugby League, he said, "Mm, I have two suggestions for you. One, have an exhibition game labelled the characters of Rugby League, a game of all stars made up of the characters. Todd Carney, Josh Dugan, Joel Monaghan, to name a few. Two... Boxing night of the best of the donkey circuit. Showcase the skill and talent of an Australian treasure. Ten by 30 second rounds. Right. On the same card? On the same card. Both will show the nation what wonderful wonderful role models and the skill level of rugby league players, what they have. Diplomatic immunity would probably be beneficial and would add further to the entertainment. Lovely idea. Um, Now, this is Justin in Townsville. Is it Townsville that's getting that super fast railway line from... It is, they, they, they're at the end of it. Yeah. Because it goes, you know, obviously...
1: Mm. Uh,
2: yeah. I was going to say... Long reach, or... long reach, right through. Yeah. Yeah, 15 <laughs> minutes. Very fast road. Mm. <coughs> Gents, last week you spoke about sending rugby league to the USA. I think this is a fantastic idea. And what better way of spreading culture to a land which arguably had a distinct lack of rugby, rugby league culture? I understand they're trying to protect the reputation of the game. Why don't the NRL Institute a a status of forces agreement. Now, we had such a... Well, we had such a status on my first tour of Iraq fighting against Al-Qaeda. Basically, it allows you to be immune to all the laws of the land you are in, but not immune to the laws of Rugby League. Wow! I think... Does the United Nations know about this? I think they do. I think they do, and uh, there might be a a prominent... um, a court case that's exploring these ideas uh, as we speak. Now,
1: speaking of the United Nations... S- w- sorry, sorry, actually, yes. just before I
2: do... So it allows rugby, the fr- rugby league players the freedom with having to walk on eggshells because <laughs> they enjoy a quiet drink or two after a hard game on foreign shores, much like the Anzacs of old.
1: Isn't that a great insight? Mm. It's very challenging. A
2: status of forces agreement.
1: Now, I was going to interrupt there with the simple snippet of information. Yes. the But Doc Everett was mad about rugby league. This he is going was. back a long way. Establishment yeah. of the United Nations. Read about it. Well, he his was history. an internationalist. Yeah, internationalist. That's right. Yeah. He knew that he... rugby league would be talking to people in troubled times. Yes. And that's what we've got at the moment, yeah. troubled times. We do. Now, what happens here is is that the vision of Doc Evatt is in some way being realised through this conversation we've started today. Isn't that amazing?
2: Well, I think that's very interesting, HG, and I would add to that as a corollary that um, Anthony Albanese, for this campaign, has been wearing Doc Evert's glasses. What? Haven't you noticed? No, I haven't. I thought he
1: got his glasses changed. No, he has. To Doc Evert's. Doc Evert's glasses? Yes. Yeah, truly. Have you been speaking to people in the the Labor HQ?
2: No, I haven't. No, no.
1: And do you think ScoMo mm-hmm. should get a pair of, say... Well, he's
2: got his old... He's, got his, he's sticking with his uh, square, his boxes. Yeah. His, his box boxes, clears. Boxes of glass. Yeah, the box clears. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Now, look, should he go back and get a pair of Billy McMahon's glasses?
2: <laughs> I don't know if Billy wore glasses, well, did he? I just he was, made that up. Yeah, he was a bit vain in that regard. I think Oh, he was, okay. I think he was happier to stumble and <laughs> be seen Popper wearing out. glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Robin Canberra. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is our final email for today, HG. Uh, I think you were musing a week or so ago on the current whereabouts of Aussie Joe Bugner, where we were. Uh, I can't help you there, but coincidentally, a friend related just this week the story of his own interaction with Aussie Joe. Oh, more ears. My mate and his wife were in the Hunter Valley at a restaurant for dinner in the late 1980s. Oh, yes, that'd be right. The only other diners were Aussie Joe and his wife, Marlena, sitting with the restaurant owner. Aussie Joe was berating the owner in a friendly fashion for not having any of Joe's Joe's own Chardonnay, which he and Marlene made and bottled under the St. Marisian label. That's right. Have you still got your bottle? I've still got mine. (coughs) still got a big collector's item these days. Well, it would have turned (coughs) to sherry by now, surely. Well, well, probably Terps. Yes. (coughs) Hearing this, my mate took the opportunity of ordering in a loud voice the very same wine. Joe responded by coming over shaking my mate's hand and telling the owner to hand over a bottle of Joe's Red on the house. Right. Fast forward to this week and my mate related the story and produced the said wine, a 35-year-old bottle of St Marlena Hermitage from 1987. While it's showing its age, the wine was faultless. So they must have taken the, the cork out and had a go at it. Uh, yeah. God, that's a very robust red. If it the last 35 years, normally Australian reds only last eight or nine. Wow, but the structure of the wine, he could see oh, it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Well, he says here it's a testimony to Aussie Joe's winemaking capabilities. Who knew he had another string to his bow? Well, we did. Oh, no, we did. That, we did. That's just madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I knocked the top off my bottle of St. Saint- Mary's... Yes. In about 19, when, when did we get it, 1987? About 1989, I think. Yes. Very smooth. Right. Very, very smooth. Lovely <laughs> drop. Uh, it was a great shame that...
1: Uh, well, he went on to bigger and better things, remember? Of course, he did uh, you know, a terrific line in mineral water. Sparkling mineral. Oh, item. I didn't
2: try that.
1: No, well, you're very wise because right. there was some suggestion that was radioactive. Oh, at the okay. Time. Yes. You know, so it had a real kick. Kick
2: to it, yeah. yeah right, that's right.
1: right. And, you know, this yeah. is the trouble with taking things
2: out of the ground. Yeah. We know you need to be very careful you, about what you, you, you do. With you, do. It. you do. You do. Mm. You do. But uh, that, that's a very good story. And, uh, and that's Joe as I remember him. I can <laughs> see that. I think that's absolutely true, that story.
0: If you were a fan suffering from Rugby League Denial Syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, an interesting incident happened uh, in
1: the um, Canterbury Bulldogs area in the kennel this week, earlier this week. Uh, what a weird uh, event it was. The um, Obviously, as we know, Trent Barrett hasn't had the best of run of, uh, you know, results. Yeah. Uh, and
2: <clears> – <throat> Well, they, they they had a first-round win and then the team stopped listening, didn't they? That appears to be that. So <laughs> did. Mm.
1: They, they thought, we've
2: got this, coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You
1: don't have to come in anymore, yeah. coach. We could do it. Now, <clears throat> the uh, Herald uh, watched several players stand in the rain, this is during the week, and take turns at addressing the group – at one end of the field. Barrett and Gould were nobody was seen. We were just uh, trying to stick together uh, through the tough times. This is uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. quoted in the Nine newspaper. When asked about the optics, we spoke as a group about what we can do. We had a little defensive lapses against Brisbane. I'll say so. Yeah. That can happen, though. It's rugby league after all. Mm-hmm. We need to address. We need to be better. Gus has been tough on me. Uh, he wants me... Out of us, uh, you know, more out of us as, you know, the leadership players, he's been observing a lot of my game and I need to be better. We all need to be better. He wants uh, improvement in little areas uh, like attack and defence. I mean, there's no, no bigger areas sure. like there in rugby league. Yep. It's not as though running on is a big problem for the dogs. Mm. Uh, we need to be winning without the footy. Just uh, off When you see Penrith, they're so good with their movement off the ball and their movement in defence, their middles are always pressuring the halves, which then give edges and an easy defensive decision. That's what winning clubs do and that's what we're building towards. Gus does get cranky, but if I'm doing my job, hopefully those one-on-one chats don't have to happen. Now, <clears throat> what happened was uh, the gathering of the players mm-hmm. in the rooms. <clears throat> I think the reserve side was there as well and... Uh, Obviously, they do a bit of video work with, uh, you know, obviously head coach, head coach Barrett, Trent. Mm. And all of a sudden, Gould burst in. Yeah. And he gave the, he launched into a, a spray yeah. and bagged a lot of players, including Kyle Flanagan. And now we've talked about the Flanagan matter on this show before. Mm. During the video session, he ra- and then he ran on, ran part of the field session. Some of the Dogs fans must have been wondering what Gould's hands-on approach was is it the first sign of him undermining their under pressure Barrett? Yeah. I hope that's not the case. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Now, Panthers supporters would have uh, cast their mind back to Gould having something to doing something similar before they dumped Ivan Cleary, but though you'd need a memory for that. Now, frustrated Gould was surprised by the attention and told the wide world of sport, oh, they're a bit sluggish at the start of the week. I said to Trent, they need to liven up. He threw them in the whistle. I was wearing my jeans. It was a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of fun." <clears throat> and something uh, different for the players. <clears throat> Not sure that my 1980s approach would change the world, but it was fun. I'd do anything Trent asked me to do, so that's great. Now, obviously Barrett uh, <coughs> said the Bulldogs players knew exactly who was coach. That was him, Trent. Why wouldn't he use a source of, like, Gould at the club? He's the general manager of football and very good premiership winning coach. On and on it goes. Now... Roy, you were there. You were sitting there in the the blue and white gear just observing. How bad was it?
2: Well, it reminded me, HG, of um, – I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I, I'm talking about school days. And um, sometimes you'd be given a, a teacher who was fresh out of teacher's college or out of university who didn't have much experience. Green. And mm. would come in and be teaching you and kids would muck about and not listen, you know. What, not listen? Start lighting up a fag or getting into fights in the classroom or eating their lunch or setting fire to something. And <laughs> and the principal would come in oh. and uh, tear strips off us. You know, what do you think you're doing? sitting <laughs> in All that sort of, of stuff. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop yeah. looking at top 40 yeah, charts. Yeah. here's your teacher. Mm. Mr. Nelson, Mm -hmm. listen to him, Mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. And I trust you. And then he'd go. Can I just interrupt
1: Uh, you here? Say, in the schools that I went to, it was the vice principal who did that. Ah, okay. Uh, Pop Brown was a bad vice principal. Ah, The old school, you know, stick, you know, bend over whack.
2: Well, I always felt it undermined the authority of the young teacher who was green and made it harder, in fact, because uh, we all knew that... Everyone knew that didn't have any authority, and so this would often be tested. Then, you know, so like some of the smarter, smarter ones might have said, "Are uh, you going to call the principal in? are oh, you? Yeah. Why don't you go and get the principal? Uh, you want us to listen? We'll listen if you get the principal." And that's what's happening with Barrett.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, mm-hmm. you want us to play better? You want us to listen to that? Uh, okay, get Gus down here. I'll listen to Gus. Not going to listen to you. That's what it's like, and it can be a terrible thing. Right, it can rot a terrible team, thing. It's different if uh <clears throat> Trent had said, uh "Well, listen, listen up, blokes. So I've got a special um, guest. Yeah, a special guest for you today. I want you to meet our uh, head of football. Head of football, uh, Gus. Come on in, Gus. Uh, now, Gus's got a couple of observations he might want to make to you. Gus, do you want to say a few words? Oh, I'd rather not. Ah, come on, Gus. Yeah. Come on, tell us about tell it. Us, tell us what you the really rabbits. think. Yeah, rabbits. yeah where, where, rabbits. where did we go? Where? How did you see the match? Mm. You know, and include that way rather than Gus just barging in, telling everyone to sit down and shut up and pay attention. Is shouting at players
1: ever? Uh, 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 it's a last resort. It's a cry for help. Really, it is a right? cry for help. See, yes. poor old Cole Flanagan. I mean, he's yeah. been bashed up by the media. Yes, he's been, he's yes. Been bashed up by the whole bulldogs
2: yeah. administration. Well, did, did, hasn't Madge Maguire been shouting for the last? you know, three years with Balmain, Tigers. Mm. So he stopped shouting two weeks ago and look what happened. I know, turned him right around. Turned them right around. Yeah. You know, so my, my advice to Trent when Gus had left, you know, after a few hours was to say, Trent, look, um, why don't you just grab the blokes and have a few beers? Yeah. You know, t- get your mind off footy. Get to know them as people. Mm-hmm. See what, the, you know, see what concerns there are. There might be things happening at home that you can help with.
1: <laughs> like no you know, plastic chairs to yeah, sit
2: on. Yeah, or, there, you know, there might be COVID concerns. There oh, could yeah. be the you know, price of groceries, the price of meat, that sort of stuff, difficulties in, you know, all sorts of things going on. Plumbing problems, you know, a leak, roof leaking. You know, you, you don't know what it is. It's playing on the player's mind and, and they're, they're not able to they're focus on their in. rugby league. Yeah. Now, when you were with the Shamrocks, yes. did grass ever have a you know,
1: sense of occasion to call in a higher power.
2: No, he never did. No, he he no. never did. The, the he never bi- lost the room. No, no. The bishop visited visited yes. once. Yes, you know. The the, the bishop came and uh, said quite politely, "said uh, You know, uh, Father Grannell, would you like me to speak to the blo- to 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 the team?" And he said, uh, "Grass just said, oh, listen, to your grace, you can just buck her off.' You know, and we we all our respect went up for Grass then. <laughs>
0: Fashion comes and goes. Pop comes and goes. What comes, goes. Not Rugby League. Rugby League just comes. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, now, a story that broke this week. Uh, Refereeing
1: this year is... I, I, I don't think I've thought about it more. Yeah. Been less interested in it. Yep. Um, it, it just goes from worse to worse, and so some stats were produced this week. Yes, that had Des Hasler tearing his hair out, and he's got a fair bit of hair to tear out. Mm. He's, he's he came out and just said, "This doesn't make sense. This is not right. Please explain." Right, and it's the debate dividing RL, NRL concerning the problem of which cut, which clubs get the benefit of the referees' bias.
2: Yes, now these figures are amazing. Made the the 50s
1: The fifty fifties. Yeah. Yep. So it appears that if I look at this chart, the team with the worst record on the
2: 50-50s is Manly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no surprises there really because everybody hates Manly.
2: Well, everybody does hate them and they cheat whenever they can. <laughs> and that's why they are hated. That's why they get caught. It's a circular game. You know, you know. I know. That's why they get
1: caught. The next uh, worst coach, and it, it drops away pretty quickly, is Warriors, mm-hmm. who look to be a bit hard done by, Gold Coast, St. George, Laura, Canterbury... A Canberra, yeah. so there you get the bottom half of the the <coughs> comp at the moment, basically. Mm-hmm. Penrith are the next one, then Newcastle. So we're back in the cellar dwellers, along with West Tigers. Then you run get a run to the end, which largely feature uh, the top teams. So Parramatta, North Queensland, Brisbane, Sydney Roosters, South Sydney, Cronulla, and Melbourne. Now,
2: so they're the sort of crawler clubs.
1: They're the crawler ones. They're the ones who obviously take the ref out. And, yeah. You know, often wine
2: often, and dine. Yeah. And-
1: Often often yep. in parts where they're not there's not a lot of room players running. go around, yeah, polish the car. That's right. All the, move, move. Check the check the roof, make sure there are no leaks. If there's renovations, they bring the cupboards in
2: and they put the do. doors on
1: and do the painting. Yep. You know what it's like.
2: Yes. Now a little bit of broccoli for you, ref. Just
1: <laughs> Yeah. Don't overcook it. Yeah. So, is it a case of chicken or egg? <laughs> Does it follow that most disciplined teams are generally those who perform in the best or the or do the best teams get the rubber the green? Now, that seems to me the question. Yeah. <laughs> Several coaches and officials have gone public despite the threat of incurring a fine for suggesting everyone isn't being treated equally. Well, here we are, we've got the whole competition walking on eggshells again. Yes. Not, n- never mind the the you know the stuff up of moving the grand final. Yeah. This is the guts of the game, is it can't be refereed without yeah. people being fined. To yeah. oblivion. Yes. Now, yes. it began when, uh, this is history and we've covered this on this show, it began when Gold Coast coach uh, Justin Holbrook, whose side is ranked in the third worst for discipline, made the point after the opening round loss, he pointed to the 7-1 penalty count against his team. Holbrook said, I'm not here to take anything away from Parramatta. It's not about us being the one of the big clubs. It's, a, it's about us not being one of the big clubs and not getting anything. Perhaps emboldened after that, uh, Holbrook escaped without a fine. Other influential figures have made similar complaints. A few weeks later, after witnessing three players get sent to the sin bin uh, against the Roosters, Cowboys coach Todd Payton said there were some calls tonight, 50-50 calls, that went against us. Three, co- three uh, players in the sin bin, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> can only be 50-50 calls no. unless you're really trying. Yeah. The Titans head coach uh, a couple of weeks ago made comment, and I agree with him, uh, you know, obviously the, the re- reference there to the 7-1 against Parramatta in the penalty mm. count. Yeah. Teams that have been up in the pointy end of the competition for a while now or have a high-profile players get the benefit of the doubt too often. It's frustrating. That's my opinion over watching footy for a long time. Still referring to Todd Payton here. Now, comments from Peyton, who coaches the most penalised player in the competition, Jeremiah uh, Nanai, nine penalties from seven games. That's some attempt. And there's so many people who really work hard
2: to get that. Well, what's he doing? Does it list what his penalties are for? (laughs) Offside or?
1: (laughs) Offside. Being stupid. Yeah. Not playing the ball. Not
2: playing the ball properly.
1: In the aftermath of the Anzac Day victory over the Roosters, mm. in which Daniel Tupu was controversially allowed to remain on the field despite a high tackle, I think Hook's comment about the high tackle was: "It would have got him two years in Bogo Road jail if he did it in a Magic Round." Right. It was yeah a, a pre- unpremeditated
2: run. Yes. I suppose you meditate your run. He just caught him cleanly around the head. Didn't <sighs> he, he he did yeah. as if he was aiming for the head. He may not have been aiming for the head, but see that's what. The better teams get away with it, don't they? they the the do. better teams, if they're going to get you in the head, they do get you in the head in a sly way that uh, you know yeah. the ref doesn't notice. That's
1: right. On the upside, on of the, the upside,
2: left. and that's what centers of excellence do. That's what centers of excellence teach you. They give you that polish. They give you that polish. That's why the Storm have been so good at it, you know, for so many years. And they've been K- hidden away. Coming as I know, hidden away, out of sight, hidden
1: away. You know, when the refs come to town, it's you know, yeah. four courses down at Nobu, if that's, that's that it. joint, and the. Uh, In the casino and, you know, and the Merovigian wines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. uh, Now, controversial allowed to remain on the field despite the high tackle, Dragons chairman Craig Young. Mm. Oh. Craig Run. Constable Constable Craig. yeah, yeah. Fat Albert. Was asked whether certain clubs perceive received preferential treatment. You could perceive that to be right.
2: Well, that's... Copper talk, isn't it? Mm, it is. Yeah. Addison
1: came out in support of his match officials, predictably enough. Right. There needs to be a great care in taking the analysis of the cherry-picked statistics, which in isolation... Uh,
0: Lord, yes. you can get away
1: with murder with these phrases. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, in isolation can paint a completely misleading picture of the overall contributing factors that determine the outcome of games or in the context in which incidents are adjudicated. Statistics can tell any story they, they you want them to. In this particular analysis, it is ambiguous to use total discretionary calls by referee or penalties and set restarts, combined with a number of sin bins and reportable incidents of foul play which are completely within the control of the players to
2: avoid. Yes, that's true. That's true. Surely the captain's call, though. You know, a captain's challenge, I should say, must mitigate against... These, you know, 50-50s that uh, are going against the, uh, the the poorer clubs. Now, can I ask about the captain's challenge because yep. it's been
1: on my mind? <laughs> Am I right in thinking that certain teams who remain uh, unnamed yes. pick yeah. up a captain's challenge or call for a captain's challenge not to uh, have a look at the incident that immediately preceded no, the captain's one challenge? one that happened
2: 20 minutes ago. on you. Thanks. And I can tell you was a fact, <clears throat> the more favoured teams, you know, the teams with a, with a boot full of broccoli for...
0: Yeah, coach. Than,
2: uh, checking the roof and, you know, yeah. polishing the car, all of that, I can tell you as a fact that out in the middle, often the referee will say, I challenged that, to the captain.
1: Have you got that on tape?
2: I might have. <laughs> yeah. I might have. And if there is a genuine inquiry, hands off, You know, at, you know, at arm's length, I'd be willing to give evidence.
0: (laughs) Want to get involved in the cryptocurrency caper? But you're after something with a rugby league twang? Why not sink the hard-earned into the maroonarium or the -the top-of-the-range guffo? Available only through bludging on the blind side. Uh, Yes,
1: now, we've mentioned this a couple of times already today. That's the new stadium... Uh, the Sydney Football Stadium, which is a, a rebuild, a complete rebuild, as I understand it, the complaints about the football stadium uh, that was to knock it down were largely not enough women's toilets, yes. handrails, and in the end they had to think of something better than that because that seemed to be a bit excessive. Why didn't they build some more women's toilets in in the first place or, yes. put, or replace the handrails? So they described it as a fire trap. Uh, right. Remember, of course, the roof uh, was a bit ineffective,
2: well, remember you—you um, you could get wet wherever you wherever sat. sat, even if it wasn't raining. <laughs> and yet it was a fire trap. It just didn't add up. Now, they've almost
1: finished the uh, rebuild. It's costing eight ninety million. Now, again, the uh, Snoozeby outfit, the yeah. Snoozabie rag, yeah. got all this. Yes, 90 percent <clears throat> complete. Set to open in September, as I understand it, in time for the finals.
2: Oh, okay, good. I'm,
1: I'm not. I'm not completely sure yes, they'll hit yes. that mark, but that's what they think.
2: Whose home ground <coughs> will it be? Will it be Easts? I suppose Easts and Rabbits probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. They'd be your. So, most what likely. about this Philander's plan of getting Redfern Oval to get you know? I think there was earmarked thirty or 40, 30, 30, 40 million.
1: for a seventy thousand seat. Yeah. It's going to be terrific, Redfern Oval, the rebuild. Yeah. I,
2: I'm worried it's going to s- spill over. Dominate the the,
1: the parkland as yeah, well, and sure. probably have to knock down the league's club to probably, get it Probably, but in. and probably traffic will become a problem, a nightmare oh, around there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, now the, the the former side had only 113 women's toilets, and mm. um, but now they've got 600.
2: Oh, well, that's better.
1: Now male toilets have increased from 291 to 500.
2: I mean, it, sometimes it's so there you, are over 1,100 <laughs> toilets there now. Is that what you're telling me? That's are there any room, is there any room for people? Or rugby league? Or can you watch the game <laughs> sitting on the toilet? You can.
1: They've got uh, special doors, one-way mirror doors. Uh, <clears <clears and <throat> universal, universal access toilets have increased fourfold to 16. Now, the roof covers all seats but still allows everybody to get wet. So that's good news
2: there. <clears> so it'll be more of the same. Now, okay. What are people is doing? Is it still a fire trap? How have they addressed that?
1: I don't think they've addressed that at all.
2: Uh, I mean, if they've got what the, uh, the Romans used to call vomitoriums that are big enough now. Well, exits, well, we would call them.
1: Exits, yes, that's right. Now, look, can I just ask, are people going to rugby league to take a dump? I mean, this is what this, these numbers are telling me, is people aren't interested well, in Well, has game.
2: anyone looked at the statistics to see how many dumps rugby league fans like, take while they're watching a game? Are they more dumpy yes. than other <laughs> the,
1: Normal people? Yeah, well, non-goers to non, rugby league. Non, Non-rugby league people? No.
2: I mean, has anyone looked at that? See, Any I, of your, your students in your universities, your, your rugby league centres of excellence? Has anyone ever studied this? They should have. The, the bell habits, the bell movements of rugby league fans during the game? Look, I If it's it. related to club, whether the how the club's going, what the referee's ah. up to.
1: Yeah, it could be. That'd be a Tight 50-50s?
2: Yeah. <laughs> The fifty fifties go against you? Do the do you the mean, toilets get more used? I <laughs> mean queues did, get longer?
1: Like the ref giving me the shit, yes. so I'm gonna take it down. Yeah, well I dunno. Yeah, no, it could be. Now, can I also ask uh we come to this thing about Opening now, people with a long memory will remember that when we shut it down, that was you know years ago. Yes, Michael Bublé came. He did. Now the cheapest seat was two hundred and fifty dollars, and the dearest seat, a front row Bublé style, yes. is twelve fifty. Now Bublé isn't an act that speaks to me, but that's just me. We saw Bublé
2: at the Logies. We did. I think he sang how sweet it is. How sweet it is, and a, a, a James Taylor song, a sort of swinging, a bougie. swinging version. Sort of, yeah, sort of like
1: yeah, cabaret version. He sort of
2: oozed his way through, through it, it. <laughs> didn't he?
1: God, you've got a good memory. I've forgotten all about that.
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: anyway. Um, so, so, so
2: people paid twelve hundred and
1: fifty bucks for that to see him, and at the last, you know, yes. toiletless <laughs> venue, right? They were hanging on to it all night, <laughs> right. Now,
2: right? Well, maybe <laughs> people don't feel the need to void as much during a a bubley, bubley concert as they do between a South v Manly.
1: <laughs> now, can I ask? The next bit is. Mm. We're talking about Destination New South Wales. This has to be big yeah. because no one will know. Are they in going.
2: control of who who's going to open this? Well, I just made that Destination up. Destination New South Wales? Well, let's say they are. Or is it Big Events New South Wales? Uh, do Big Events New South Wales talk to Destination New South I Wales? I don't think
1: they do. Are they the same group? No, they're completely different. Now, look, we've got to get this big so as people overseas will realise that we've got this kraken... Yes. 90,000 seater with enough toilets to cater, et cetera, yeah. for anything. So, if the Chili Peppers were thinking of coming to Australia, uh-huh. and I have seen the Chili Peppers at the old SFS, mm-hmm. great venue to see them, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of they handle it really well. Yes. So, what happens then yep. is how are we going to let people know in show business mm-hmm. that this is happening? If yes. this is happening, because yeah. people think FSS Football Stadium, can we play there? No, we can't. Mm. Better go to, I don't know, the Enmore.
2: Yep. In Sydney. Oh, the, I see, you know, yes.
1: Got to, got, we've got to get the message out.
2: Ah, because it's going to be a multi-purpose venue. It's not wow. just dedicated mm. to rugby league. It's called a football stadium, but football slash, open brackets, music. Film. Film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, I'm worried yeah. that if it was dedicated to rugby league, it would quickly get a reputation as being the finest rugby league stadium in the world.
2: Well, it will, without no, doubt. No, without doubt. Just look at the
1: toilets. Yeah. <laughs> now... So we come to the thing of mm. letting people in show business, the world of show business, know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And one way to do that is get publicity for your opening night. Yes. Now, where do we go do for here?
2: Well, do we yeah. Well, well, <coughs> I've uh, put out some soundings. Mm-hmm. Soundings, I like that. Uh, I thought, I thought. Uh, 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 and I don't want to speak on behalf of Destination Australia, Destination New South Wales because I, I've got nothing to do with Destination New South Wales. You know, I'm just a member of the public who's concerned and Thinks trying to help out. Yeah. With the toilet. With a toilet compliant bloody venue now that we've got here in Sydney, which is going to be marvellous. Now, I reached out to Yay. Yay. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I thought if we could get Kanye here to open. Uh huh. He's changed his name to Yay. Ye. Yeah. And Barry Gibb together.
1: <laughs> so something from here yes. and something from there. Yeah. What a great idea. What do you think? Yeah. And what maybe, do you think?
2: And maybe hosted, uh, the MC could be someone like Rodney Rood or Kevin Bloody Wilson. I haven't spoken to him yet, but I'm just running this up the flagpole to try and get a sort a of rugby league, rough but yeah. smooth... Old and new, mm-hmm. inventive, mm-hmm. traditional, trying to talk to everyone.
1: And do you know what I'd do would be, <coughs> I, I love that as your headline, can you see Room for a Year in this? Andre Rieu? Yeah, as a warm-up act. Ah, oh. You know, maybe, and I've said to you, and I don't know where you stand on it. Yes. Maybe with the Maastricht variations of an Australian classic.
2: All right, Yes. Yes, I mean, <coughs> yes. I'm not
1: sure how the Maastricht variations work. Well, I'd They're love just...
2: to have a beer with Duncan style. <laughs> Andre would do that, yes. Well, I think Andre would be excited to work with Kanye West and Barry Gibb. He's no stranger to. He, the stars. Well, wherever he goes, you know, he he, he gets, know, someone. Yeah, he gets no. someone local. Yeah, to join the club. To, to join the club. Yeah. So if, he's in, well, if not... he's in Dublin, he gets someone who's terrific on the Irish harp or whatever. Yeah. To join, uh, him and yeah, to join him and... To join him. And it's
1: great. Him. No, no. Now, I'm not suggesting that he headline. No, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, it's, it's the... Kanye West, exactly. Barry Gibb, exactly. and,
2: Warmer. fair way down, oh, no. mm. Andre Rieu, the Andre yeah. Rieu Orchestra. Yeah, correct. Doing Now, Andre's just got to accept that, that he's not headlining here. And he's not headlining He's not anymore. headlining. He,
1: you know, he In the even... old days, he was great?
2: Yes, he was no, great. No, sure. And if Kanye or Barry want to acknowledge him on the night, great! Ah... So we get Barry Gibb. Yes. Says, and
1: we're going to finish up with To Love Somebody. Yeah. Cheers all round. Yeah. And, and could
2: th- I just thank Andre Rio oh, uh, and the and people applaud. Yes, orchestra. let's get him up. Yeah. Andre, come on up here. What do you think?
1: Well, starting, starting to take shape, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Now, are you thinking? My only problem is once you uh, you know drag Andre up, people
0: are going to head to the toilets. <laughs> The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side.
1: Okay, now we get down to the Minister of Tourism and Sport, Mr. Ayers, Said the project was value for money, including all the toilets, compared similar infrastructure projects around the world. Adding that, uh, well, the finished roof would give more spectators cover during wet weather. Well, I've got to tell you, if it gave cover to one, more (laughs) than the other, yeah, 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 the old one. Sydney is a global city. We're in an immensely competitive global market for major events. Can I ask, what major events have we missed out on? I mean, sure, people say there's not a lyric theatre or whatever they call it, so we can't put cats in there or whatever it oh, is. Yeah. Well, I mean, does that worry me? Particularly? Well,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Would Hamilton, could Hamilton go there? It couldn't go to the SFS. Why not?
1: Oh, no, true, why not?
2: Why not? Well, I mean, that's how we've
1: got to think, haven't we? Hamilton and the SFS? Yes. Plenty of people still want to see Hamilton. Yeah, I know. Now, uh... Oh, I know.
2: What about Cirque du Soleil? Yes, that's very good. Could they if, go to the Sydney Football Stadium? I, I could. could. If
1: we don't have the best facilities, you can't expect the best. I think if it rains during an outdoor event, people are always going to be sub- subject to a little bit of rain. But there's a lot more coverage with this roofline. I mean, oh, spare me
2: days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's why, no why roof on they, it. Why didn't they cover it completely?
1: Yeah, exactly. But then
2: you get... Salt. Well, I mean, in 10 years' time, we're going to have to bloody we'll knock it down again. We are. Yeah, sure, it's toilet compliant, but we haven't got a roof. Is that what's going to happen? That is what's going to happen, isn't now, it? Can
1: I ask, do you know any of the answers to these questions? I mean, are, are there add-ons? I know we've got to worry because the time is running. No, rubbery. no, we we'll have got plenty of time.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Are we going to worry about... We're going
2: to go for another hour. I've <laughs> spoken to Andrew and co. They're going to push back. They're going to push back, yes. Okay,
1: now, what worries me is you and I dreamed of things in this stadium, hmm. you know, like a country-killed specialist outlet. yes. You know, a simple idea like that, you yep. know, so it's yep. rural, <clears throat> regional, yep. in the city, all of a sudden people are eating meat. It,
2: as, oh, as you mean, say, during the Royal Easter Show, part of the Royal Easter Show could go to the Sydney Football Stadium? With demonstrations, With yes. demonstrations but of slaughtering thinking, skills and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly,
1: but then I'm thinking maybe a butchering outlet.
2: Butchering, sure.
1: Which focuses on rugby league, well, Marty Power, for instance, be the face of the... The butchers.
2: Oh, there, okay. You know, yes. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. he, is he a butcher?
1: Is no, he, no, he's an all meat man.
2: Oh, okay. He yes. just eats oh, meat. he does. He does too. Mm. Yeah.
1: Now, I'd like to see a cheese shop there. Yes. Because rugby league cheese, we know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what, what about what about fashion? What, what about fashion? Well, you see, I, my dream, my dream, is to get measured for a suit before the kick off. Yes. Go for a fitting at half-time and then take the wear the suit away at the end of the day.
2: Ah, oh, lovely. You know, know, with a with a a, a lump of four quarter chops.
1: That'll in, do. in the Pockets.
2: pocket. In the uh, pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. But, you see, we're not – that's
1: how I think we think. You know, yeah. I, I, I come to the, the redevelopment of the – I don't want to get started on the Powers Museum. I don't. Yeah. But that's got at least 18 cafes and Good. bars in it. Good. Well, this has got to have the same thing because Good. it's in the centre of the city. People yes. can come and park. Yes. Walk into
2: a Hems restaurant. Yes. And be seated. out. Well, of, someone must have done the sums here. If you've got uh, 1,100 toilets, how many restaurants can you have? To service that. An enormous number. Enormous number, yes, Mm. I would have thought. And uh, uh, someone is suggesting, HG, uh, the venue could be the perfect place to film the next series of Love at First Flush, the Sydney football stadium. Excellent. Excellent. Wouldn't that be great? So you'd have plenty of uh, venue
1: space there. Yes. I'm wondering, I take your point entirely, how did they calculate it they need to go from... Uh, th- eleven. Sorry, one hundred and thirteen to six hundred, and from two hundred and ninety-one to five
2: hundred. Right. How do they calculate that? Yeah, I don't know.
1: What's the maths involved? As yeah, you? But point there out?
2: must be maths. There must be you know actuaries who work on these sorts of things. Have to be. Any other? Uh, oh, well, no. Uh, listen matter? up, destination. This is Cyril of Cumnock in New South Wales. He says, the Sydney Football Stadium, Rugby League Writers Festival, and Poetry Slam. Well, see, that's thinking outside the box, right? And you would have no trouble because they
1: they they consume a lot. Those people,
2: yeah, they, they really do. put it yep. away. Yep. yep, and so yep. the toilets are really help out there. Could the opening of the stadium have a ceremonial flush of all eleven hundred toilets at the same time <laughs> in celebration? What a brilliant idea!
1: <laughs> that is great. And see, here I come to your point made many times ago on this show, or yeah. many times on this show, yeah. is punting from every seat.
2: Oh, yes. You take it, that is given. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: You know, so you're watching Andre Rieu and think, oh, this is a bit boring. What's (laughs) happening at Dabgol Park? Managel, all of a sudden you're there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're suggesting there'd be a special sort of Wi-Fi? It'd have to be be special Wi-Fi. Special Wi-Fi.
1: And in the toilets as well. Now, that sadly takes us away from bludging on the blind side. Just uh, before we go on, we have been... Our regular producer Dave Stein, who is down with COVID, uh, we wish him and his family all the best as they battle on with the Lurgy and thank Ranelle for stepping in at very late notice. She did. She's hard working with the uh, next three. Well, the next She's three days. She's got eight hours of rugby oh, league no, coming. And a few of rugby league <laughs> stepping in and helping us out put the show together uh, today. <laughs> and uh, with that as a sort of final bit of housekeeping, uh, we leave you from bludging on the blind side, reminding you that the podcast will be available in a very short space of time. And let's. Face Face if you were disappointed, you can relive the disappointment by listening to the whole thing all over again or remind your mates that uh, bludging on the blind side is there in many forms across the ABC network. We'll see you next week for more bludging. Bye now.
0: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.